Hi, I'm Holly Reese. I'm the founder of Warrior Defenders. I'm a certified tactical self-defense instructor, and I specialize in women's self-defense. I teach technical drills for survival skills and education on self-defense tools and how to use them. My journey started in self-defense because I'm a domestic violence survivor. I'm here to empower women, to teach them how to be their own heroes, and to learn today to have a safer tomorrow. You can find Holly online at www.warriordefenders.com. It's now time for Tea Talks with your host, Margie Conway, in association with Connecting Hearts Network, connecting hearts of women to resources, inspiration, and one another. Sponsored by Pia Payne and Contour Mortgage, Warrior Defenders, Happy Life Nutrition, Killingsworth Realtor, and Family Patterns Matter. Now, here's your host of Tea Talk, Margie Conway. Hi, this is Margie Conway with Connecting Hearts Network, and we are starting our new hour-long show today, um, and we're changing our days of the week, so we will post those to let people keep up with what we're doing and how they can find us. But today, I'm very glad to talk to two dear friends, and we are going to talk about uh, teen Dating Violence. February is Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. Um, I personally believe that ought to be every month because where the teens are considered, we need to educate them and then support them if they've gone through things so that they, you know, have they know that somebody's got their back and they're not out in it all by themselves. So today we are welcoming Linda Kirkpatrick from Family Patterns Matters. Uh, thank you for having me. And we're uh, glad to have Holly Reese from Warrior Defenders here. Hey, good morning. Ladies, it is such a, a big responsibility for us to educate our teens and let them know the things that are acceptable and are not acceptable and how to find someone that they can confide in and, and be safe. And I know, um, you know, I was a teenager. I, I went through some things while I was there. <laughs> Obviously, you've heard them all before. Um, so when I think about my granddaughter, who is now 14, and I think of where I was at 14 and the episode that happened to me where I ended up raped and in the hospital was not a dating thing, unless you want to consider my mom visiting my dad a dating thing. <laughs> but anyway, we got, you know, we got to laugh about it. Um, it's... It's, I'd look at her and, you know, I just want to do anything I can to empower her to know she does not have to tolerate what comes her way that way. Um, Linda and I both ended up being teen moms at 16. We're not saying it was from teen violence, but it was from us not really having, knowing that we had the choice to say no or, you know, just not being empowered enough to do that. And then all three of us were married as teenagers. Very young. Yeah. yeah. And um, I got married young because I felt that was what you were supposed to do, and I wanted to have somebody in my life because mm -hmm. everybody else had somebody in their life. Mm -hmm. And that's a uh, – it, it can be – Teen, teen, teen dating is peer pressure sometimes, right, it and is. and we're influenced by uh, society at a young age much easier than right. when we're older and we know more. Right. Well, and if you think of me as I am now, um, back then I was I was popular, but I didn't really have someone that I was dating, and all of my friends were dating, and um, suddenly the quarterback of the football team um, started liking me, and I 
began dating him. But the funny part of it was, and this is part of my story, um, he was um, Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And um, I kept it a secret from my mom and dad. Yeah. So for two years, I dated him. Um, and th- there was no violence, no nothing. He was he was an incredible, incredible guy. And but I did find myself expecting a baby. Mm-hmm. And then we had to tell my mom and dad after we had ran away right. mm-hmm. and came back. And they said, okay. You know, well, and and it's even though that that was a good and loving relationship, like you said, it's not always that way, right? It, it most of the time it is not that way. And as we look back as parents and grandparents and and advocates, and we go, there's no way a 16 year old should have gotten pregnant and and gotten married, and because we're we're not anywhere near mature enough to no. make those decisions. And, and, and it doesn't matter the kind of parenting that you right. have. There are teenagers in all families that are going to keep secrets. Right. And a mm-hmm. lot of times, even if you, you might not even be aware that your your child is dating. Right. And they can keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, there's something bad happening. And the lines of communication weren't even there to tell them that you're in a relationship and what happens right. when something bad happens. Absolutely. Right. <clears throat> and I think one of the most important things that we are here to talk about is we um, want to give our kids a voice. Yes. They need to be yes. able to talk to somebody and say, hey, you know what, um, I'm dating this guy and um, I'm just concerned about some of the stuff that, that's happening. Right. Um, and it may not be sexual. It may be just like, I'll... I want to see your phone. Um, what What are you wearing today? Right. I don't like your hair that way. That sort of thing. Those are all signs of someone trying to control you. Absolutely. And separate you from people right. that can help you realize the relationship. So they'll be tell you that so-and-so said this about you. Don't you know that your mom, your dad, or your best friend are trying to turn us against each other? And, right. Mm-hmm. And that turns into the Romeo and Juliet, and then that bond grows stronger, and that's what they, they want. And they're not always... And, and let's go to this. When teens are trying to find themselves, even if that teen is a controlling person, they might not know what a good relationship is. Right. They might not know that they're doing that. So right. not only do we need to bring awareness to the fact that the the children could be being controlled in their relationships, but we need to bring to the fact of what is a good relationship so both parties know what a good relationship Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you know, um, as Family Patterns Matter knows, kids learn from the adults in their life. Right. And And so if it's a... A young woman, she may look for a guy that might be a little controlling because that's what she sees in her family. Mm-hmm. But then it goes south and right. she wonders, what have I done? And she can't get out of it. On the other hand, the young man, he sees how his father reacts and maybe it's not the most loving, kind relationship in that family as well. Mm-hmm. So we have to look at both why. Why it's happening? Why is he? Does he think he has to control her? Why does she think she needs to be with him with his controlling behavior? And also, yeah. the teens today are influenced by relationships in the media as well. Oh yeah, and that brings a whole other, another level that wasn't there 
way back in the day when there wasn't so much internet involved in relationships and the social um, stigmas and things that are put out there as to, oh, I'm in love with this person and this is what you're supposed to, not only that, this is what you're supposed to look like, this is what you're supposed to wear. Right. Mm-hmm. And the teens are easily right. influenced with that and so they, they want to pattern themselves after their parents or right. after their favorite celebrity or after their best friend and then they realize, well, this is not working out and then what do they do now? Yeah. Well, it ends up that, you know, I've mentioned many times I didn't have good relationships growing up to be able to look at. And by the time I made it to high school, here I am, 12 years old in eighth grade, because way back then in Atlanta, we didn't have middle school. So it was eighth through twelfth right there together. And I ended up 12 years old, a year ahead of myself in school, coming straight from a very, very strict Pentecostal Christian school, mm-hmm. and I had I wore my tailored pants and my button-up shirts and dressed nice because even though I wasn't wearing dresses all the time, there's no way I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt to school. So I was in culture shock to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. It, it was. Um, I mean, everything was one way at home, but I was used to school being a different way, and and the friends I made there were a different way, and it's. Um, you know, we talk about it being dating violence and everything else, but when you come to bullying and everything, it can be so subtle, and it, mm-hmm. it's coercion is, mm-hmm. is very big when you come to the teens. You know, you do what you do to try to fit in with the rest of them, um, because I, I can tell you, I had a baby at 16 and got married, but quite honestly, I lost my virginity at 14 to somebody else because I was coerced by friends mm-hmm. to hook up with that guy. And that's peer pressure. Yeah. And- Bullying is related to control of another person. Uh, teen dating, relationship, and violence issues is control. Right. And, and if that's not addressed, then it turns into domestic violence issues and control. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it is a, which is why I like family patterns matter. It, it is a pattern that develops at a young age in all kinds of levels, but it's all very similar. Right. Absolutely. And it, it's with being that way when I was in high school, um, I wanted to fit in. So so I did get coerced into a few things mm-hmm. trying to fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, and till next thing I know, like I said, I ended up pregnant. And we didn't get married because I was pregnant because we actually broke up when I got pregnant. And mm-hmm. I didn't have anybody to talk to about it. And my mom was livid and was not a confidentiality person. And so my aunt, I did have my aunt to talk to, Mm -hmm. but I didn't go talk to her until later because I didn't want to cause any more trouble. And that's one thing that we need to teach our teens straight up front. If if they don't have that relationship with their parent, they need to have a safe person. Absolutely. That that wants the, the best for them with no other you know, agenda that they can go talk to. Well, and the, and the th- part of that is the person is someone they've built trust with. Yes. And um, if they say, please don't tell so-and-so, yeah. you know, we have to honor that unless it's going to be harmful to right. them or somebody else. But um, I took a bunch of notes last night thinking about this today. Um, and, and one of the things that I, I want to read from here is teens often think some behaviors like teasing and name calling are a normal part of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but we know they're not. Right. And they can become abusive. Right. And, and then the other part of that is with all the technology, you can be controlled. Yes. Yep. 
and they call it what I call it is cyberbullying, and kids have to understand. Okay, I don't have to see this. I can block that person, mm -hmm. but if this young lady or young man thinks that, because um, it could be a girl that's um, right being yes. the aggressor as Absolutely. well. Um, I still want to be with them because I love them. Right. And often our kids, and how can I say this? They really don't understand love. Absolutely. No. Long-lasting mm -mm. love. Mm -mm. Um, they're in it for the moment. They want somebody to take them to the dances or to the movies mm -hmm. or, you know, to hang out with other yeah. friends. But what happens a lot of times is they're intimidated when they're out. This person is... Right. saying things to them, oh, I don't want you looking at that person, or I don't want you talking right. to that person. And that's when, you know, to me, it's getting very dangerous. Yeah, right? and, and the statistics are one in three. Yes. One in three. Yes. It's almost as bad as the domestic violence statistics. One right. in three pre teens. And it's the beginning have, of it. Have been in unhealthy, not just abusive, but unhealthy relationships. Right. And being coerced or being tracked mm -hmm. or being told you can't talk to that person or, or teasing them saying, oh, you're so stupid or something like that. It's not cute. No. It's not love. It's not joking. It hurts. And you can build up a, well, not a tolerance, but a, this is a normal thing. Yeah. And it's not. And you believe normal. it. Well, you begin you to believe, believe it. It, it, yes. it is that you tolerate it. Um, I mean, totally, it's that you tolerate it, and it's part of my pattern going through uh, bringing up my grandkids again. Mm -hmm. They're 14, 16, and 21, and so this has really impacted me the last couple of months, if yes. you can't tell it. At 14, I lost my virginity. Then I met my first husband. At 16, I had a baby and was married. At uh, 21, I'd already had four babies and put two up for adoption. Wow. And so if those patterns could have been changed earlier than that, mm -hmm. things could have moved smoother than that. You know, maybe some of that not gone. Not that I would take the world for my children, but, you know, maybe it could have been a little bit different. Yeah. And so when you're talking about tolerance there, if we allow a little bit of the teasing and of the things and there is a good nature going back and forth that's okay but if it just makes you laugh and you're funny you know and it's a feel-good feeling okay but you know when you feel like they say that to me all the time yeah or when I, I said over and yeah. over and over and that little voice in your head is going yeah they say this it's really irritating to me yes but, but I don't want to say anything and, and a big part of humans is that we don't really say what we're thinking right. sometimes and there's there's a, well they understand they don't like that no have you told them have right. you set good boundaries and said i don't like when you say that and what was their response right. to those boundaries when you set them was it the well get over it or it's fine or was it i'm sorry i didn't know Right. But you can't just assume mm -hmm. that they know. But well, our children don't know how to have good boundaries unless they're taught. Mm, they definitely. have to see healthy boundaries. Well, boundaries and healthy relationships. Right. Mm -hmm. They may not know what a healthy relationship Absolutely. is. Mm -hmm. So it's up to us that they trust right. to say, hey, okay, let's talk about what's going on. Not say, okay, you know, not not make threats or do anything right, else right. or... Um, say, oh, is is he doing this to you, or are you doing this to him, or whatever? But just say, let's talk about what's going on. How was your date last night? Did was right. the movie good? You know, just bring in general conversation right. 
to build that trust, mm-hmm. and then they will see, hey, this person really cares about me. Right. And they can share, well, you know what? He's telling me what to do. He's checking my phone. He's he's um, pushing for us to have a sexual relationship. I don't feel good about that. Mm-hmm. Can you help me figure out how to set that boundary and talk to them? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and we can also ask them, well, have you talked to your mom and dad? Well, most right. of them are going to say no. Right. Yeah. You know, no. And then they're going to say, you can't see him anymore. And that is right. not what they want to hear. No, because that'll, that'll just be like the catalyst to oh you told me I can't do that and you know that's what we did as teens and I that's even, what my teenagers my daughter did, did that yeah my daughter big <laughs> well, time did look that. at what I did <laughs> yeah so it's it's um another good way to do that as a parent or as an aunt or something is to just bring it up when you go to the mall or go out to dinner or watch a movie and casually say what's a good relationship what's a bad relationship when you see it in public mm-hmm. like my husband and I are we're a little older fashioned but when we see uh, older couples together arm in arm we we love that and that's Mm -hmm. how we walk but it's like that's that's a good relationship and then then there's other things that I see with other couple younger couples that there's ways that they hold hands that is a restrictive more controlled versus Mm -hmm. more loving and even body language is so easy to see and if you as a parent or as a relative Mm -hmm. are seeing body language with the 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 two of them when they're together then it's a time to casually bring things into conversations Mm -hmm. without feeling like you're you're threatening their choice of a relationship right well one of the things that we want to do as a nonprofit is start bringing this in. Hey, you guys, how, you know, how are things going? Right. Um, you know, what have you been doing this week? Mm-hmm. And slowly bring in conversation is, were you with a group of people? Did you go out on a date? How, you know, just casually bring it in. And right. what we have found with our youth programs are the kids are going to talk to us mm-hmm. and they're going to talk to each other. Yeah. And that's what's important. They have to be able to communicate what they're feeling because if they don't communicate what they're feeling, it's going to stay inside. And it's and if they don't talk to a trusted person, mm-hmm. an aunt, a, a teacher, a counselor, a parent, preferably, if they don't have that to talk to, they're going to find the information from the internet mm-hmm. and they're from their friends, which quite often is wrong and is detrimental exactly. to them. So they need to be a safe person. And yes, you can be a parent and and not approve of what's happening in the relationship, but it is, like Kali said, if you put your foot down and say you're not seeing them anymore, then it usually causes some kind of friction and they do what they do behind their back. Mm-hmm. So you need to build a loving relationship where there's trust involved in Absolutely. it and they can speak speak what's happening without worrying about if you're going to go off the wall on them. Well, the other thing is a lot of times parents, and this may be harsh, but they really don't care. Yeah. You know, they don't, your your child seems to be in a relationship, they're going out all the time, and, mm-hmm. and that's good, okay, goodbye, see you later. They don't ask them, right? you know, when they get home or the next day, hey, mm-hmm. what'd you guys see on, you know, what'd you guys do? Well, and a big part of that, too, is, you know, they don't care, or they don't know themselves what healthy relationships mm-hmm. are. Absolutely. You know, they, they may have... Um, decent marriage going on or something there but they're 
if they still have unhealthy patterns, the children are seeing that. Absolutely. And when they pick up on one or two unhealthy patterns, then that can escalate in the ways that mm-hmm. we've talked about. And so, you know, they need to be able, the parents, they need to care about what's going on. They need to make sure they know what's happening. Who are you going with? Let, let's meet your friends. You know, don't yeah. just send them out the door to people you don't know. Mm-hmm. Let's meet your friends. Because first of all, if that young man or, or even the young woman is coming to the house and meets you, you know, they're going to be a little less likely to be controlling on the outside because they know somebody cares and somebody's watching. But if they can isolate you away from your parents and everything else or you're keeping secrets, that's where all of it starts. Well, and, and just think about this. How many parents even know who their child is hanging right. out with or dating? Right. You know, I remember back in the day, the young man came to the house to pick you up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and met your parents. No, my situation. Somebody else came and picked me up. Right. In that in that relationship. Um, but actually, that happens a lot with teenagers. Yeah. So I was being dis- deceitful to my mom and dad, mm-hmm. and um, but at that point I didn't care. Right. And my mom and dad were incredible parents. Um, I was spoiled rotten, as we all know today. <laughs> and um, but I think about that and I think, wow. Yeah. You know, yeah. wow. Even in the good relationship that you had with yes, your parents, was, you still were going behind right. their back. And, you know, another good thing is if you think your your child is going to be getting in a any type of relationship, have the conversation beforehand right. to say, look, if you don't say, I know you are. If you start dating, here's some of the things that I would like to expect to see from you so that in case you ever need me, mm-hmm. then right. you can come to me. But you don't want to say, I know you're dating and this is what we're going to have. And then you just it's not like you're setting down rules, but you can casually put those into dinner conversations right. or, or out to eat movie conversations or any type of way to just say when you do. This is what we want to do. We're not going to have people over without somebody here. Mm-hmm. We're going to make sure that when you go, you let me know. There are tracking things for safety you can put on their phones. Mm-hmm. Teach your children. I, a lot of my teen uh, self-defense classes, a lot of the parents say we have the 360, 360 tracking app on mm-hmm. our phone so that we know where everybody in the family is. And they also know where their parents are on that app, right. too. So it's a joint sharing mm-hmm. communication there. So they don't feel like, oh, you're just watching me. They right. can watch each other to be safe. Uh, yes, and, 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 and that's the great one of the great things about technology. Right. Yes. But, you know, um, I think just having the conversations with them. I mean, just being general. Did you have a good time last night? Right. You know, I think that's lost in today's I agree with you. society with our kids. We don't ask them how they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, until we get that letter from school that they're failing, right. you know, um, because we should be on top of it. When we, I have positive conversations, not just, oh, we're going to talk to you because we got a letter from school. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, mm-hmm. let, you know, are you, well, it, it, my parents were at, at the point I was doing all that. My dad and mom were split. But my mom was having her own problems from leaving the relationship. And so there was nobody concerned about what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to hide anything because nobody was paying any attention to begin yeah. with. But I still hid what I was doing because, you know, it wasn't any of their business. I often say that, that and I've told this to many people and my children know I say it, 
that from the ages of 16 to 23 or so, uh, they're horrible. You know, you don't really like them so much at that point. <laughs> and the reason being is because when we're 16, that you know, it's usually when they get their license and a little more freedom. Mm -hmm. They're juniors or seniors at school, so there's that freedom that starts coming up until as they're young adults and they, they start maturing, which usually doesn't happen until their mid-20s for most of them. Mm -hmm. um, they think that they're grown that we know everything we don't need you to say that because now i'm an adult you know i can i can drive and when i'm 18 i can vote i'm graduating high school and so they think they have control over their own lives and what they're doing and that they can do it better than you know the parents would suggest so it's important when they're in their younger teens to build these relationships yep. up so that they still continue the relationship as they get older yes because if you get them younger and we're not talking 13, we're talking 8, 9, yeah, 10, over mm -hmm. the years to build that relationship so that when right. 8, 9, and 10, and then 13 comes around, you don't want to be all of a sudden having these conversations because then it's awkward. Right. But if you've built it up through their younger lives, then it's not so awkward. And and it's boys and girls because 25% right. of girls have been in bad relationships as teens. And 33% of adolescents in America have been victims. 33% of oh, yes. adolescents, not boys and girls, because those relationships can go both ways. Right. There are physically and mentally abusive females out there as right. well as the boys. Mm -hmm. And the relationships can be highly entangled. Um, in groups now with the mm -hmm. teens, they mm -hmm. they uh, communicate with each other. They communicate with the internet. They communicate with people they know halfway around the world, right. and those other cultures halfway around the world can also influence them here. Absolutely. Right. So it's a it's a wide range of influences that we have to make sure you get at a young age before they start venturing out. Right to all the TikToks and the YouTubes and all of that stuff that's out there. Right. And, and parental controls on the Internet and things like that is very important mm -hmm. for you to be watching mm -hmm. what they do. Mm -hmm. um, I do have to applaud my daughter and son-in-law on that. They have watched the kids and they take their phones and look through their phones. And and the kids would say, "Is you're invading my privacy. And they was like, I'm paying your bills. And yeah. But that's your responsibility because I know... Um, someone in the family did have somebody that had started sending her pictures and oh. the parent and she was she she was very upset and embarrassed by it but the guy just started doing it but her mom found her tablet and just happened to see it and so she was able to address it and tell her how she could stop him from doing that and then they blocked him and all well there's stuff, unwanted but, yeah uh, people send unwanted things and sometimes right. the parents could take it the wrong way as to the the teen has solicited for that right and you have to be able to have that conversation of these pictures you know that's right mm -hmm. where these come from but it's okay to look at the phones right and to have that open communication because if you're like obsessively looking at the phones it would be just like when we didn't have phones and we wrote yeah. in diaries you don't want to be like all the time right but checking up on them but you know like snapchat for example if you look at something then it's gone so technology has made it so it's simple mm -hmm. to be able to hide things, and that's why it's important to not not follow or stalk your child on social media. 
Let be aware of where they are. Right. We've touched a great bit on, on communication between parents and teens and, and having the confidence and setting the, the basis so you have mm-hmm. a good relationship with them. So let's move a little bit more into the relationships mm-hmm. and, and what is acceptable and what is not acceptable and, mm-hmm. and warning signs and things to look out for. Yeah. Well, some of the most prevalent things are if they seem jealous right and showing some insecurity about you know oh well you know and, and saying that to them you know yes. what yeah and then I'm I'm reading here on some of my notes again and it says outburst temper mood swings yes any type of physical harm mm-hmm. possessiveness and controlling behavior and I think that's the huge one right because it's easy yeah pressure pressuring or forcing sex and then they they gave some examples hitting kicking pushing forcing a partner to take part in sex uh, name calling insulting threatening stalking i think stalking is huge because if you can't go somewhere with your friends and not have this guy checking on you every five minutes or showing up where you are or girl whatever it is um you know because we have to remember these are still youth they're still teens they need to be able to have their friendships besides this one person if you're only with this one person something is wrong right and stalking was actually national stocking awareness month was in january right um because those behaviors start young and and that goes along with control because control right. is stalking to know where you are and that's very unhealthy um controlling what you wear controlling how you wear your makeup controlling who you talk to controlling them looking at your phone right um going through telling you what you can and can't say Mm-hmm. to certain people um this is one that i've noticed a lot teens always have to be in the picture with you to show that they're in the relationship yes, with right. you that's also a form of control sometimes it's cute but other times they need to let you have your own space right and if you're mm-hmm. not getting your own space in a relationship then then that is that's a that's a version of control and Teen dating violence is not always violence. It, right. it as it starts small so that they don't think there's anything wrong and can go into and it might not always be violence, right. but it could get to that point. And yelling is a form of violence and all of it, including that, is abuse. Well, even in her journey we teach that, you know, the physical violence is is accepted as abuse we see mm-hmm. that we know that mm-hmm. but the psychological emotional spiritual financial all all of those are abuse when they're trying to use any form of power or control over you and they leave deeper scars than the physical violence does. absolutely the, yeah. the psychological abuse right. um they don't get over that no i mean it stays it's, there it's hard, and, yes. and it's very hard for them to come back and get in control of their life right because it beats them down you know um i mean emotionally it'll it, it'll take away they begin everything. to feel like they can't do anything right. without this person yep. and and that to me is the worst thing that can happen um again in in looking at some of the things that can happen, your child can become depressed. Yes. Start isolating themselves. Yes. They could even be thinking about suicide. Yes. You know what? I um say that person decides to leave them. Right. Say, I don't want to be with you anymore. What are they gonna do? They're thinking right. this is 
I, their whole life. Yeah, this is this is who I love, and I want her to spend the rest yes. of my life with me. Mm-hmm. I guess I might as well not be here. Right, and and that's prevalent. I mean, when we talk about my son when he was a teenager, girls would break his heart, and he would be so upset yeah. and not able to function. And his hard-nosed moments, they get over it. There's another one around the corner, and one of his buddies would say, you're a girl how can you say i'd say girls are horrible they cause you trouble and he they would say how can you say that i said because i know they can be very manipulative but i mean they broke his heart so many Mm -hmm. times and tore his self-esteem down until he didn't think he could accept anything better that he wasn't worth anything better Mm -hmm. so it took a while for him to come out of that and and be able to stand up and say no here's who i am here's what i want in my life that i'm not accepting or allowing others that psychological damage sticks i mean in 13 reasons this tv series it started with dating violence right all of that went from the beginning from that and it covers a lot of uh, teen things, but there's always a route to bullying, peer pressure, dating mm-hmm. violence. It's all they all together. go together. Yes, and, and they work together. And as and if we're if we're going to talk about good relationships, if you are a teen and you are approached by another teen and they say the captain of the football team did this to me or the cheerleader did that to me. And you you need to be there to listen right. and to believe right. and to be that hearing ear and then realize that you can give them all the resources in the world, but you don't say, oh, you need to go do this right now. They're not ready yet. Right. You say, look, when you are ready, I have some things that might help you, mm-hmm. but just be there for them. So that they have a place to talk to somebody. And that's right. even if you're an adult. But those, it doesn't matter who or how popular that one person might be. That doesn't mean that they're perfect and mm-hmm. that they couldn't have done this. Well, and you, you don't know what happens behind closed doors. Exactly. That, that you don't know what happens between two people in a relationship. Because there's only two that really know what's Absolutely. happened. Mm-hmm. The other thing is they, you know, they don't know how to communicate what they're feeling. Right. You know, and in one instance, I want to be with this person. The next instance, he's hurting me. Yeah. You know, he's hurting me psychologically. He's 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 taking away me mm-hmm. and right. wants me to be who he wants me to be or right. who she wants me to be. So they can't communicate that to anybody. They can't talk about. What would a healthy relationship look like? And that's where we need to try to help them understand. What do you, what would you like to see your life? That's what I used to do with my daughter and, and her teenage friends. They would gather at our house and they would be talking and I would just get in. We'd craft or whatever. And I would tell them, you need to decide what you want your life to look like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then don't even date guys that don't fit right. what you want your life to look like. And if you um, feel like that person is, I loved to draw when I was a teen. And and if you start to see these dark clouds in your life, yeah. And that person is not making you this, this happy, be yourself person. And you're seeing, and if you're an artist and you're seeing somebody that's a friend of yours drawing these darker pictures, right? Something's going on, right? And those little signs can be picked up on in all levels if they are writers, if they're 
musicians, mm -hmm. if they're artists. I know with your youth group, they have a lot of that expressive arts mm -hmm. options. So if they're drawing, one time you made the little rocks and you got to say like happy sayings on them. Mm -hmm. But if their rock is dark and black, something's wrong with yeah, that right. one it's child. Not, yeah. So make sure that and we had a us, lot of those believe it or not yeah, I, I can't believe it because when you're in a happy place you're more expressive in a happy mode right. and so if you have a friend any age or you know or you see somebody that maybe is your niece or nephew and you see these changes they're isolated they're depressed they're 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 moody they're going through right. all this then then there there's something that needs to be addressed in a subtle way well, and that includes, too, because you're talking about if they're getting quiet or in their drawing dark. But if they're normally a quiet person and they're being overly expressive and they're being more loud or, or, or complaining mm -hmm. or going on in ways that they normally wouldn't, that's a sign, too. Because yes. it's just a change in their personality. Right, mm -hmm. right. right. Yeah, and we have to be alert. Every, every person needs to be alert of the people close to us yes. to realize what's going on because in a moment things can change in anybody's relationships or life and we have to be aware of what we're seeing right and with these girls and and the boys that as they're going I, my daughter did do what i said she when it got time for her to start a family she knew where she wanted to raise them and what to do and she's ended up in a good relationship but i've seen some of her friends that didn't they did what i did as a teenager you look for love in all the wrong places mm -hmm. and and it's not the type of love you know you think but any attention you get you think it's good so it it's a, with these people when we're talking to the teens you are valuable just as you are yes and don't let anyone take that away from you you were made and created to be a wonderful creature and you have gifts and talents even if you can't see them at the point where you're at because sometimes it takes time to develop absolutely them. Figure out so, you so you need to figure out who you are and and what you want in your life before you let somebody else get in and, and start changing it for you well and i think a lot of the what happens is they see their friends dating yeah so you know they they want to date they right. want to be part of the in group um and they forget who they are they only want to please this one person right mm -hmm. and that's how it starts and i right. think we what you said is absolutely right you are a unique individual and mm -hmm. you need to take your uniqueness and be what you're supposed to be and right. don't let anybody else tell you what you should do and who you are right and I think as a community I think we're failing our children I mean right that's, we, that's we need reality. to work harder to empower our girls that's one thing Holly goes out and teaches the Girl Scouts and the younger girls mm -hmm. and empowers them and and we do focus more on women and girls when we talk here because that that is you know the focus Absolutely. of what it's, we do but it does include the young men we're not we're not meaning to exclude the young men when we talk but we need to empower all of our children they need to know you know that they are valuable as they are and not to let somebody walk all over their dreams and when you they are, need to learn how to make boundaries yeah the boundaries are important um and to be with somebody who appreciates yes. who you are mm -hmm. and they're not trying to change you if if you're 
um, doing this project or something? Are they supportive of right. what you're doing in school? Are they supportive of the even that the outfit that you did? Are they supportive of the picture you took of yourself solo on the internet mm -hmm. to post an Instagram? And okay. if those people are being supportive of you, relationship or not, those are the people you want to surround yourself right. with because those are the ones that are going to help you grow into the person that you need to yes, be. Right. Yes. And um, and those and the only way we can know that is if we have the healthy communication with people who yes. can help uh, help guide us. I know as teens we don't want to be guided, but for those <laughs> for those people who feel like they're the buddies of the teens to guide them to be the people that they need to be in life. Well, they need to learn about nonviolent communication. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, that's so important. Yes. And and even the little the little jibes that they may get. That in essence is breaking them down. Well, mm -hmm. if you feel when when somebody says something or does something uh, towards you, if you feel the hurt in it, then that was wrong. They shouldn't have been Absolutely. able to say that. I mean, I know my husband and I can go back and forth picking at each other and and we're good. We're we're good-natured mm -hmm. and humored about that. But when you say something somebody says something to you and it feels like they stuck a dagger in your heart, then mm -hmm. that's not a good sign. You no. do not need to be around that. It's not acceptable. It is perfectly acceptable to say, that upset me. Mm -hmm. Don't use that tone with me or don't call me that or don't say those types of things to me. And when you set those boundaries, if the person gets upset at you for setting the boundary, then they're the ones taking advantage of well, your boundaries. Well, that's a problem. Yeah, yes. and that's, that's a sign you need to do something about enforcing your boundary letting that person know that they're not going to cross it. And that goes into yeah. the you have to realize that you are valuable enough yes. to say, I'm not going to deal with that. You're not going to do that to me, and I'm going to step away for me. Right. And one of my favorite sayings is I have to distance myself to save myself. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Because they, if you're in a bad relationship and you might not, you might, maybe you're trying to help that person because you think you can save them, but you cannot. They yeah, are responsible for them. <laughs> but you have to move on with your life to protect you. Always right. trust your instincts. Right. And that's not being selfish. No. no. Self-care no, no. is not selfish. That's not selfish. Mm -hmm. And and it's like, I, we can all tell you that you cannot change that other person. Mm -hmm. if, if they've walked over your boundary and you've let them know it's there and they're acting out and they continue to do so, then it is perfectly acceptable for you to say, unless you're going to treat me right, I'm not going to be with you in this relationship or mm -hmm. e even walking down the hall together. I will not be in this unless you're going to treat me right. Mm -hmm. And it's up to the other person to change their reactions and their actions. Well, you I can't do it. The, the thing that I look at is if you care about somebody, you're going to respect them. Right. You're going to respect what they want to do, and right. you're going to be okay with what they want to do. Say, right. say they say, you know, I want, you know, I'm going to go off with the girls. We're going to have a girls' day. And they say, oh, well, no, you're not. I want you to be with me. Well, then that's a problem. Right. Mm -hmm. But you should be able to say, you know what, I, I want to do this. And if they say no or you know, whine or act like they're right. hurt or say, well, you know, you don't, I love, you don't love you me anymore. Yeah, that, yes. yeah. 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 and that, that's not, you know, hitting violence where you see it, but mm -hmm. it's still coercion. It's still manipulation. Mm -hmm. it, it's um, you need to be able a healthy relationship and healthy conflict means that you can discuss the issue and you can come to a compromise together without feeling threatened. Mm -hmm, if yes. you're feeling threatened in any way or your opinion does not matter in it, then that is power and control and that is not healthy conflict.
And no. you, and we always are going to have, you know, conflict and conversations. Not everybody's going right. to agree with everything. But it's the response to what you get when you have that discussion. If you can have that discussion and it's not one-sided, right. um, you, there needs to be a two-sided conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it needs to be calm and not emotional. And if that person is making you cry or feel really bad, then that is a, a red light sign right there. Right. Yeah. All right. You need to be able to say your feelings yes. and not be afraid to. Right. And I think that's part of the um, teen dating issue is one always feels like they need to be able to say what needs to be said and you need to agree with them. Mm-hmm. And um, that, again, is another red flag, right. you know. Uh, I don't need to be in this relationship. No. Even though in I can't. a healthy relationship yeah. is about both of you. So yes. so you don't always go where one wants to go. You don't always do what that one wants to do or always mm-hmm. hang out with their friends. You are an equal partner in that relationship yes. and you share that. And it's okay to move on from yes. a bad relationship. And, and breakups do hurt. And you will miss that person, but that person was not good for you. And you have to remember to tell yourself all the time, yes, I miss when we did this, but he was doing or she was doing this to me. So I really don't need to be with them. And remind yourself and get surrounded by people who are supporting you. Right. And if you're hearing the rumors, and we know how high schools are, you're going to hear the rumors mm-hmm. of you did this yeah. and you did that. You know what the truth is. Yes. And what they're saying is not the truth, and, and there's nothing you can do about it, but you have to realize you know what the truth is and you know what you're doing for you. Right. That That's of utmost importance. Now, if you have are, are a teenager, even the parent of one who has gone through dating violence, you know, it it's a whole different story because we've already gone through the communication and things. But if someone's been in a violent relationship, if they've had that bad turn, then let's talk about how they handle that. It's not easy to speak out to anybody. Right. Um, but eventually you need to get that out or it's going to sit inside of you. Right. Um, I think that getting with a trusted friend is good. Um, talking with them, realizing what you've been through, getting it, sharing your story, but in a safe environment, right? Not on a social media with strangers. Absolutely not. And that is something that the the teens and and some younger adults mm-hmm. will just put everything out on social media. You don't want to put your whole mind out there. You want to keep it safe because anything you say out there can be manipulated right. by the person you're trying to get away from right. and uh, I, I recommend finding really tight supportive groups uh, we as adults we enjoy her journey mm-hmm. um, with the teen groups mm-hmm. um, with family patterns matter they have a great communication with mentors there and you know you can talk to a counselor you can talk to an aunt the, the you can also do a lot of writing um, I find right. that it's very useful to do an art expressive to get those feelings out, but make sure that you, if you're keeping something too close, you've got to get it out. You need to share with somebody and um, make sure you do it in the right environment. And the person who you're sharing with needs to just listen. Right, not judge. Well, mm-hmm. and, and I right. think like when we have um, 
our youth groups, often we can tell if something is bothering one right. of our kids. And, you know, we can we will just maybe talk to them, not pull them apart, not make a, a spectacle of them, just come over and say, hey, how are you doing? But but what we use a lot is the journaling. Yes. I think it's very important for them to write down what they're feeling mm-hmm. um, and then share it. And then we can talk with them about it if they're ready to talk about right. it. They have to be ready. And that's yeah. the same thing that we do with the adults. You know, when they come into our Her Journey class, we make sure we tell them, you know, yes, several of us share our stories and what has happened, but you do not have to say a word until you are ready to Mm -hmm. do so. Um, So you don't want to push someone there. I want to make sure that I say, in case anyone actually, you know, listens that has been through this, that it is not your fault. There is nothing you could have done to change another person's intentions and actions of what they did. Mm-hmm. So you do not hold guilt because, oh, I could have done this different or, oh, it wasn't, you know, anything. Mm-hmm. You, it's not your fault. The other person who is doing any type of abusive reactions to you is, it's their fault. It's their choice to do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, the only place that, that you could say you have any fault in it is you were there. You need to practice finding healthy relationships and knowing the signs of unhealthy relationships. But if you end up in one and something happens to you, you do not sit there and feel guilty for it because it's their fault. They made that choice. Any any person who bullies or does abuse, they always give the victim of it, it, it's all your fault. They always put the blame on the victim. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the victim's always, what could I have done to change this? I mean, we even experienced that with older women. What could I have done so this mm-hmm. did not have happened? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, if you're with that person, there's nothing you could have done because if it's in them, it's going to come out. And they're going to deny they did it. Yes. And there's you, just, you, you do have to realize that you're going to have to build up your self-esteem after those things. But oh. we, I meet so many women, so many teens um, in my self-defense classes, and... They'll come up to me and they'll tell me what happened to them. All right. And I'm I'm a listening ear, but that is the one thing I tell I tell them immediately. It's not your fault. I want you to know it's not your fault. And your reaction to what happened is not your fault right. either. And I'm glad you're not there anymore. Right. Well, and I think when we're dealing with youth and teens, they really don't know what a good relationship is. No, they is. don't. So they have to be able to see a good relationship, to understand a good relationship, right. to be in a good relationship. And I think we as adults should help them with that. And when when someone comes and, and wants to talk to us and, and they journal it or whatever, the other thing is, have you, have you talked to anyone about right. this? Mm-hmm. Um, it's always good to talk about what's happened because that helps you release it. Mm-hmm. And then we can look at how you can change you to where you don't feel guilty because right. this is not your fault mm-hmm. um, right. you are you yes and um you know we we even do art therapy yes. and, right. and i and i love the art therapy because the kids will show it and all of that and and a lot of them they're they're all happy and smiling and we love that but if we see one that is a little right. off that's when we maybe talk to that child but we don't talk to them like i said we're not going to call them out. Right. Well, and that that's doing these classes and, and, and the trainings and things that I've had. I have found that um, in group 
this week while we were going over a chart, I'm able to notice that one person was doodling over a certain position on the chart and one other one um, had told me everything was all right, but then they they left their materials here. And then, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. when I'm talking to somebody, all of a sudden you get this look in the eye and, mm -hmm. and notice it. But I don't go to push any of them on any of that because they're not ready for it. You know, if they're talking to me or in one of our groups, then they are taking a step. So mm -hmm. they're working mm -hmm. to get there and to heal but they're not ready for the further interaction yet. And right. even as adults, I mean, we're talking about teens have a hard time expressing yeah. themselves. When you've gone through a traumatic experience, you don't know how to express yourself. Right. Some people don't know how to put what they've been through or how they feel into words, even mm -hmm. as adults. And that's why it's so important to find an expression. And sometimes if somebody's just sitting there and they're telling you what happened and they're just crying, sometimes it's easier for them to just to say, can I write it down? And... And honestly, there is a scientific background to doing yes. art therapy mm -hmm. and yes. writing mm -hmm. it down. So once you put pen through the brain to paper or paint, it lets and releases that mm -hmm. feeling go. So art therapy and what you do at Creative Heart Studios and, and what you're doing with the art therapy with the teens and journaling yourself if you've gone through something, those mm -hmm. are all really right. important to express yourself. It's not just, you know talking or typing on your phone. You have to really get those feelings you know. out. When you go back and look at it right, mm -hmm. and read it, what you right. said, you know, it means a lot because you said, that really happened to me. Yeah, right. that was then and this is now and this look where it. I am now. Yeah. And, and that that's empowering. And, and we want to always build up each other at any age mm -hmm. in any relationship. And we want to empower ourselves to be ourselves. Yeah. And if you have gone through something, please talk to somebody. Please reach out to any one of us here and join in some of the groups or, or the teen groups. If you have a teen that's going through you know, join, get them to Family Patterns Matter for the group. So if you're an adult and you want art therapy, come to Creative Art Studio. We love art therapy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's if you need favorite. to learn how to defend yourself, come see me. Yeah. <laughs> but there's always expressions to be able to upbuild yourself right. if you've gone through something like that. And, and I will say that um, I, I know learning the self-defense techniques that is empowering, that builds confidence up, and especially if Absolutely. your confidence has been destroyed. Um, I had Holly teach my 13-year-old granddaughter some some techniques to protect herself, and it's, it's so I would recommend that wholeheartedly. Um, and I know Linda's group does great work with the kids that's there mm -hmm. because I, I've been there and I've seen it. And I hope to be there more often. But there is always, no matter where you are, there is somebody that you can reach out to. Sometimes it might be your school counselor. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it might be an aunt. You know, I would hope it would be your parents, but sometimes it's not. So you should have a trusted friend. Sometimes it's even a friend's mother that you would mm -hmm. speak to. Yes. You know, there is someone that you're going to be able to talk to. And I know that when I went through the episode when I was 14, I didn't talk to anybody about it. Nobody whatsoever. I, I mean, first of all, my mom came down with her own... I can't even think of the words, but she got where she wouldn't go, leave the house and she wouldn't even eat breads because it had holes in it. And she'd know if anybody else cooked the She came up with so many fears that it, I was taking care of her instead of her taking care of me. And when I went to counseling at, at the age of 50, 
um, and got to that point, they said, you were a child and nobody was taking care of you at that point. Mm -hmm. And I didn't express it to anybody, but it influenced choices that lasted long through my life because I had I, I held it in way deep. So I want to encourage most of all to reach out to somebody. Mm -hmm. There is somebody. Make sure it's somebody you can trust. And and you know who that is. I mean, you you have a good instinct. You'll be able to find that person. And they will be there for you to do that. All right, ladies, we're down to, I, I can't believe we thought, oh, we're going to talk a whole hour. <laughs> and and I do have to say, Holly said, oh, we can do that. <laughs> but it, it is a good thing. about this. We can talk. Well, it's a good thing it wasn't just a 30-minute show because there is a lot. There's a lot more than what we've said. But there are places parents and teens can reach out to. You can find those online, and we'll start putting some links up. Um, I know on Warrior Defenders, Holly has stuff up all the time of how to find help. So you can find help wherever you are, even if you're not in our location. Um, parting thoughts, ladies. Well, I think as a community, if we recognize the importance of our youth, yes, we can all make it happen. We can all allow them to understand that each here, Margie is near, but there's another lady that works right behind us that has a red mini, <laughs> so oh, that no. doesn't work anymore. Um, Somebody suggested since our office is now on the grounds of the local funeral home that we say we're bringing some life to the grounds. <laughs> but anyway, we we are here. You know, we we have a heart for women and we have a heart for you. So just know that we're we're thinking about you, even if you don't know it, and you can reach out to us at any time. Hi, I'm Holly Reese. I'm the founder of Warrior Defenders. I'm a certified tactical self-defense instructor, and I specialize in women's self-defense. I teach technical drills for survival skills and education on self-defense tools and how to use them. My journey started in self-defense because I'm a domestic violence survivor. I'm here to empower women to teach them how to be their own heroes and to learn today to have a safer tomorrow. You can find Holly online at www.warriordefenders.com. Shopping for insurance doesn't have to be stressful. I'm Christy, owner of Ellsworth Insurance, located here in Newton, Georgia. We're an independent agency with access to multiple carriers for home, auto, life, health, and commercial insurance. We're your one-stop shop for your insurance needs. Visit our website at www.insurewithellsworth.com or call the office at 770-755-7053 to schedule an appointment. We look forward to meeting you soon. This is Margie from Connecting Hearts Network. I'd like you to take just a moment and listen to Linda Kirkpatrick explain to you what Family Patterns Matters is all about. Family Patterns Matter works with youth and their families to help overcome barriers that prevent their success. We meet twice a month with mentoring, tutoring, teaching life skills, resilience, gratitude, and kindness. We also bring music and art therapy. Please visit our website at www.familypatternsmatter.org. Moving is a big decision. Selling or buying a home in any market, but especially today's, can raise a lot of questions. Hi, I'm Amy with Killingsworth Realty. My husband Todd and I serve the Coweta and local area. Our purpose at our first meeting is to learn your goals, answer questions, and provide resources so that you can make the best decision for you and your family. Find us online at killingsworthrealty.com or call 6 alone. You have been listening to Tea Talks with Margie Conway. 
in association with Connecting Hearts Network, connecting hearts of women to resources, inspiration, and one another. Tune in next week for another episode of Tea Talks. WQEE, not I-